The Breakdown with Bethany is a mom.com podcast. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown with Bethany. I'm Bethany Bronsilva, and today my guest is Laura Castleman. Laura is the CEO and the author of the upcoming book, Trust Your Increments. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is women in the workplace. So stay tuned. So I want to jump right in because you really are one of these really inspiring women. We talk a lot about the pivot, right? I mean, so you came from this sort of dance background, you were Radio City Rockette, and now you're sort of leading the charge when it comes to wage equality, you know, things like that. So um, give us a background about you and how you got started and now what's going on now. Wonderful. Well, I started, first of all, I'll back it all the way up. I grew up in a one stoplight town where I had three television channels. So I lived in my imagination, if you can only you know, wrap your head around that. I just wanted to get out and see the world. But one of our three channels, uh, I got to see the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and I saw the Rockettes and all their glam and the kick line. And I was like, I'm gonna do that. So from three years old, when I declared I was gonna be a Rockette until after college, when I finally went to New York and auditioned, that was my life plan. I was going to be a Radio City Rockette, (laughs) and I did, and it was wonderful. I got to fulfill my childhood dreams. People always say, oh, New York City can chew you up and spit you out, but I just say New York City made me grow up. It made me grow up. It made me see the world far differently than I ever saw it. I realized my childhood dreams, and then I transitioned into corporate America, where I retired from dancing, stepped into my first executive position, because I did dual resume the entire time and then realized, wow, this is um, not exactly what I thought it would be. And so here I am now sitting in a position, leading companies and also saying, when you get to the place where you can change the rules, it is our responsibility to change the rules. I love that. So my book is coming out on Mother's Day and it's part of that is sort of break the rules to, you know, create a life that you love. So we're super aligned in that way. So tell me actually, because I wasn't planning on asking this, but tell me about some of the rules you broke or changed to get to where you are now. Well, one of the things I did, and I did play by the rules a lot. I played by the rules because I felt At first, like, I don't have to do this. And then I got penalized. I was consistently penalized for not playing by the rules or for speaking up too often. I was becoming difficult to work with. And that happens to women a lot. So I said, let me play by the rules. I will beat you at your own game. And that is what I became like stoked to do. I will play by your rules and I will still win. And winning wasn't proving them wrong. Winning was accomplishing my own goals. So I had a mind shift of this isn't about you. It's about me. And the moment I did that and the moment I said, I get it. You've made it clear. I accept these rules. And I also know I am capable. Then I got to the place where now I'm like, 
change the rules, change the rules. I don't want other women fighting the same fight I fought. And I certainly don't want my daughter to do it when she has the choices in her life of what she wants to do or become. And so something that we've heard about, seen firsthand, probably maybe even experienced firsthand as women, as mothers in the workplace was sort of the dramatic or traumatic, you know, leaving of the workplace that women, you know, had to do in the last two years. I want to know your thoughts about that and also where women are at now. I've heard a lot about a reemergence or, you know, career Mm -hmm. shift. So I would love to know from your uh, side of things what that looks like. I think prior to the pandemic, we were in this time where we were discussing, hey, women have all these other responsibilities than just our jobs. We take home, take care of the majority of household you know, requirements. We take care of our older parents. We take care of our children, school requirements. There is a lot of additional requirements on our plate um, than what we see males generally go to work, come home, get to play with the kids, have more fun, more freedom. Um, They're not the people saying, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. Your homework must be done. Dinner's got to be cooked. And it was hard, I think, for people to wrap their minds necessarily around it because we're like, no, you know, it's 2019. There's not this much inequality. Then the pandemic hit. And I think people realize like, hey, we can't do this. I can't work at home unless someone is handling the kids. Someone's got to clean up. Someone's still got to cook dinner. And people really started to realize, right, that women are the ones doing it. And we had to see so many women leave the workforce in order to do it and homeschool their kids. So when we see this massive step back, we realize we were already over 200 years out from equal pay. And now we've stepped even further back, which is, oh, it's painful to look at now. I think we have to realize that There has been a mind shift in the younger generations of saying, we don't want to break through that glass ceiling anymore. This is ridiculous. We're just beating our heads. And I saw an article recently that said, we want to walk out the building. We want to leave the building completely. But I just had a conversation with someone who kind of enlightened me, gave me a new way to look at it and say, there is no glass ceiling. There is no building. We just are. What are we going to do? And I thought, what a great way to put it. What like... We just are. What are we going to do with our lives, with our choices? And I know for me, my choices, I'm going to make sure that things are better when I'm done. I love that. And we're actually, you know, we're filming this in January for everyone that's tuning in. And we're sort of we're at the start of a new year, which is for a lot of people that means new beginnings. How do you suggest women kind of approach a career, whether they're whether they were recently laid off and they're trying to get back in or they're reentering from COVID or they're starting a new business? What do women, career women especially, need to know for 2023? I think the biggest thing is to not under or devalue what you bring to the table. I spoke to a friend recently who was beginning to search for a job again, and she was saying, all I did was homeschool three children. All I did was keep everyone organized. All I did. And I was like, that's a lot. Do you realize what you did? Now put it into business words, right? That you have great organizational skills. You know, it's just about looking at it and not devaluing yourself. If you can put it into words that make sense for this business, who are you interviewing with? What are you looking for in a job? And then take your skill set, what you've done and say, this is how it translates. 
All you have to do is hand the person that's interviewing exactly what you're offering them, exactly what they're looking for. They're not looking to not find the right person. They want the right person. Show them that's you. I love that. Oh my goodness, Laura, something I also know that you can speak to that I'm really interested in hearing about are ways that women can create their own luck. So can you tell us, uh, just tell us about that, because that's something that I love to explore for myself. Maybe it's a mindset thing. Maybe it's whatever it is. I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. Well, I absolutely believe it's a mindset thing. I believe that how we look at life, how we prepare ourselves for the day is how the day is going to turn out. So before I go to bed each night, I go over my to-do list for tomorrow. So nothing that I know is coming is going to catch me off guard. There's gonna be other things that will certainly catch me off guard, but I already know what's planned for the day. I know what's on my list. I know what I need to accomplish. So anything else that shows up, no big deal. I've got this under control. And I just, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm human. I may have a moment where I, I, I love to curse. I will say some ugly words, but I don't go say them at other people. I just throw them out and then I get it done. Right. In the South, we say, put your big girl panties on and just deal with it. You know, there's not a day in life that I don't have my big girl panties on. You know, I put my big girl panties on. I am fully capable. And I believe, I believe I'm worthy. I believe I am capable. And I think it's a mindset. I show up, I educate myself. I'm constantly working on myself and doing better. So I am creating my own luck. I'm not sitting at home, even though I am right now. I'm not sitting at home just waiting for someone to knock on my door with all my dreams. I am actively pursuing them. I am out there. I'm doing the work. I'm showing up consistently. And so I know it might not come today, but everything I want, I am going to get. Oh my goodness. I just got goosebumps thinking about that. And Laura, I know you're a mom. You mentioned your daughter already. Um, how do you, uh, how do you sort of, pass the, that sort of mindset practices down to her. Cause I know it's so important for our children to, to sort of, we model like what we want them to be. Um, so I'm, mm-hmm. I think it's a really great thing for parents out there to understand that mindset and how can we pass that down to our kids? I think the words we choose to use matter so much. I don't tell my daughter, I have to go to work now. I get to go to work. I get to go to work. I get to be responsible for this many people. How fortunate am I that these people rely on me? I think that's, it's a huge responsibility, but it also is, it's thrilling. People trust me to work with me. And so I like to share those things with my daughter and just choose the right words each day. I think it's funny. She's just over two and her teachers tell me now they say, she's going to be a CEO. And I go, oh, I know. Because she she has her mind and I allow her to speak it. There are times that I say, whoa, it's okay to feel that way, but we don't get to treat other people that way, right? Feelings are great. Feelings are normal. We can feel those. We need to talk about them, but we don't get to make anyone else feel negatively, right? So we talk about those things, even though she's only two and she understands, like she'll say, you know, so-and-so tried to make me feel bad today. And I'm like, and what did you do? She'll say, I hugged him. (laughs) You know, like she's so funny about that because I say to her all the time, we get to do this. We don't get to make other people feel badly. How exciting. We get to go to work. And, you know, she'll say, I'm going to work too. And she'll sit down and start writing, even though, you know, scribble. But I'm already setting that mindset of like, this is a privilege. It is an honor. 
Oh my goodness. How nice. How nice. All right. Let's get to the book. Tell me about this title, Trust Your Increments. I'm so curious to know what that means um, and how you came up with this concept. So I was this small girl in this small town with big dreams that seemed impossible. I wanted to leave a one stoplight town in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina, and be a Radio City Rockette. And then I wanted to be a CEO of an international company. And if you just look at the whole, it's a lot. But if you work backwards and break it down into incremental steps, it's just a checklist. And women in particular, we know how to handle a checklist, yeah. right? We, we know. We, ha- we know how to make our list, check off the things that need to be done. And that's all I did. So I think that we are all wildly capable and we don't need to overcomplicate it. Let's just create the end goal. What is it? Write it down and work backwards and then start checking it off. So I'm known for training other executives of how to accomplish their yearly goals for their companies. Nothing fancy. I have just a spiral notebook. The first page of the notebook, I write down my yearly goals. And then every day from there, it's what must be accomplished this week, what must be accomplished today. That's it. Check off the list. It's rare I end a day without checking off my full list. If I do, it's usually because I'm waiting on a third party to get back to me with something I need. Those then are immediately carried over to the next day and I follow up. I don't wait and just hope someone's going to deliver what they said. I follow up. I'm not annoying, but I am, hey, just checking in. You know, we said we'd have this yesterday. What what are we looking at? And if they say in two days, I'll follow up in two days. I'm not going to bother them in that in-between day. But the incremental steps are something we are all capable of. And that's why... I say that we can all get to our own definition of success that way. And Laura, I'm curious, how did you cultivate this sort of this attitude? Because I I think you might, it might, could be something that you're born with, something that you developed along the way. I personally don't think that I am there yet, even though I have big goals for my life, for my career. Um, But this idea of being so organized about each day, each week, things like that. So I'm curious about where, where, how that sort of came into you. Okay. Well, first of all, let me admit I'm human. I'm organized. I'm very organized, but I don't know what's for dinner tonight. (laughs) So, you know, I think there are other women that are far or people in general that are just far more organized in other areas in life than I am. But when it comes to my goals, my life, I've got this one shot at it. Right. So to me, I wasn't going to ever allow myself to be the person who said, I wish I would have done that. I thought that's what I wanted to do when I was growing up. Like, It's great to reminisce for some people, but I didn't want to be sad about it. I didn't want to say I missed that opportunity. The time is going to pass regardless, right? We we hear this all the time, like when it's about working out, people say we could talk about what we want to do or we could actually work towards it because the time will pass anyway. And that's how it is with any goal. So for me, I was in this little teeny town. I graduated with 17 other people. That's how small it was. And New York City seemed impossible, but I knew it wasn't. And so I was like, okay, how do I make it there? And how do I become a Radio City Rocket? I was a child. What's within my control? Going to dance, practicing every day. So I just wrote out the steps. These are the things I need to do. Going to university was not negotiable with my family. So go to a university university where I can not only take class, but I know I've done the research and there's this private dance studio that has this history of these things. So for me, mine was research, build the steps, 
because it's all about accomplishing my own goals and making myself feel good. And some people will tell you this is selfish, but I'm a big believer in happy people. When you do the things that make you are happy, we don't hurt other people. Happy people do not hurt other people. That is so true. I'm so curious. Okay, Laura, what does being, how does being a Radio City Rockette compare to being the CEO of an amazing company? (laughs) Okay, truly so much harder, so much harder. I I kind of had a feeling you were going to say that. I know you have to be so disciplined, right? Yes. And the discipline I love. I love the discipline, but the the Rockettes are precision dance troupe. So it's not just about doing the things. It's executing them perfectly every day, but not just every day. You can do up to six shows a day. So it's tough. And after every single show, you are given notes. You are given notes about what you did not do right. And so it's also hard to get in the mindset of, I did this wrong, you know, out of, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. I'm not good enough. And to reposition that to say, I'm going to do this better next time. I'm going to improve on this, which is what rockets have to do. You have to, after every time you're given a note, say, I'm just going to do it better next time, as opposed to, I failed again. I failed again, you know? Um, And so I think that's, that's a big thing. Also team building. Rockettes is team building. You have to work together every single day. You fall down on your job, it destroys the entire line. So I think it was just about showing up, being consistent, never making a mistake that you couldn't instantly correct. So a lot harder than being a CEO. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love it. This has been such a fabulous conversation. Please tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get the book. If they want more information, please let us know. Thank you. So Trust Your Increments is already available wherever you normally buy your books. I would love for you to go and pre-order my book because it's not just about what I have to offer. There is a huge bonus with the book. You will find inside the book, it will tell you how to access incredible interviews with people that are far more intelligent than I am and have far greater success than I do in life. And they're sharing you with you their best tips to accomplish your goals in 2023. Amazing. Amazing. And are you, are, are you on social media? Yes. The Laura Castleman is my Instagram handle, or you can find me on my website, lauracastleman.com. Awesome. All right, Laura, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you having me.